Hey, 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 Rock Radio Asia fam. How are you doing, Wacky? Yo, yo, yo. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Maeve, why aren't you on stage right now? I mean, that guy is just oh, lurking man. down there, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. He's chilling. He's like, yo, today, today I'm taking a break. No, screw you guys. That's it. <laughs> no no M update. No, well, G's here. Oh, 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 he's here. He's here. Yep, yep. So how's your day, Wacky? How's your day? Well, my day my day started very quietly until you started sending me some Instagram post, which is all about uh, my intro. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You, you know, the one thing that I always see before I went, go to sleep is like when I watch Instagram reels, right? And nowadays, all the reels is either like, you know, cat uh, videos or like food from London. And man, like the sticks, the desserts and everything. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, should we get the show show on the road? Should we get rolling? Yep, yep, let's go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americas. And welcome to Asia Web3, motherfuckers, where we talk everything Web3, NFTs, latest news, hot topic. And today, it is all about music, baby. Party, party, party. We do this show every weekday, Monday to Friday. 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 1.30 p.m. London, 9.30 p.m. UTC plus 8. However, note that starting next week and going forward, we will be starting 30 minutes later. We will remind you tomorrow. We will post everywhere about it. But FYI, if you are a friend of the show, you know why we're here. If you happen to randomly stumble upon this space, a very warm welcome to you as we embark on an adventure to build the biggest, the greatest, and the baddest Asia Pacific Web3 community there is. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand Pewcast. This morning has been a relatively quiet morning. As I was saying, I had quite a few work calls, spoke to a collection I met in NFT Paris that wants to come on the show, had a couple non-work-related calls, spoke to my mom, you know, pretty standard morning. Until, until my co-host, he's right here. He sends me this Instagram post. I got, Sorry, I got to take like a few seconds to tell you all about it, okay? It's a coffee shop in London, which makes, ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats, Coffee and sugar on sugar lovers. It is a donut without the hole in the middle, of course. Otherwise, it wouldn't hold the coffee. With Nutella at the center, dug into a little hole in which they then pour the coffee, right? So think about it. The cup is the actual donut. There's Nutella in it and then coffee on top. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you. I'm one of the worst Frenchmen because I don't drink coffee. But this, my, oh, my. I could make an exception. And what is the name of this mad, coffee, sugary, sweet daddy co-host, you ask? Puke Rainbow! How you doing, brother? <laughs> I am doing good, bro. Like, you, you know, the, the thing is this. Like, every time when we see, for example, like NFT Paris, you go, I didn't. And right now, I'm looking at London food. You are in London, I'm not. So, man... Um, you have to do it on behalf of me because you are my co-host, right? So I'm I'm assuming that this week uh, you will bring your lady out and then you go get that donut with the coffee and then you video to show it to me. Then at least, you know what? I can say, ah, it's, it's good. It's good. That's it. Man, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I will probably get her to drink the coffee and I will eat the donut afterwards. So it's like the perfect combination. So I'm all for it. Great find, by the way. Great find. <laughs> All right. Welcome oh, actually, to. Wait a second. I'm going to Go post ahead. a picture in the comments if I can. 
Here you go. Here you go. Because it's an Instagram, so I can't really do this. But I'm going to post a picture. You guys need to imagine it. It's fantastic. Sorry, I'm inter interrupting you. Uh, Helix Records. Also, we need to get you on stage, by the way, uh, boys. So I'm inviting you to speak. Off we go. All right, all right, guys. So welcome to the Asia Web3 Motherfucker shows powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space where we only have one goal in mind, to build the most genuine Web3 community among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. And since today we have Helix, you know, uh, on board us as a guest speaker, everything that we talk about, bro, is going to be music. And you know, yesterday we were at a late night space, right? I mean, bro... The whole experience of a wellness space is totally different, right? Like in here, every time, every day we do it, it's 100% going to be about project, about NFT. But man, wellness space caught me off guard is because it talks about, you know, oh, what, what do you look forward in life and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I enjoy it because, you know, it's a pretty chill and relaxed space whereby, you know, it's not every time about nft uh it's just you know how you talk about you know community building and stuff so it's pretty interesting and one of the questions like i answered and said you know what one thing that fuels me every day is actually music the moment i wake up i listen to music and even you know i play the space every day i just you know it just likes to you know explore new music and stuff like that so the question of the day is this what is the latest like general uh, generate of music that currently you are into. So Wacky, right, so help me to you want pin. The, you want the Go type ahead, of right. music, or you want artist? We're gonna. Are we doing type of music or artist or both? I I think you can do both, bro. Okay, both, both, both. Type of music or artist. God. Okay, okay. You listen to. I got it. I'm typing it and I'm posting it. <laughs> and while you are posting it, just pin up the tweet uh, for the spaces as well and also the PewCast manifesto. So, hey, if you guys are here for the first time and you guys don't know what we are talking about, what is PewCast, go have it a look. So, I'm going to answer um, this question. So, right now, bro, I'm House music. like... <laughs> wait, wait, <is> it? <laughs> house music. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm always into house music, bro. Okay, so right now, I'm listening to... So basically, you have rap, you have R&B, right? And then rap is like, for example, like R&B, hip-hop is going to be like Drake, Kendrick Lamar and stuff like that. But there's a new type of, a, I would say like a rap that comes from London. Do you know what is it? Grime. But that's, yes. No? Yes, oh, dude, yes. Dude, but you know, grime, you know, grime has existed for a long time, but it's only become popular recently. Yep. So I so, so you like, you into grime? This is hardcore, yes. man. Yeah, yeah. So there's this artist <laughs> called J One, and uh, his album of grime is like, I mean, it's good, and it has that different types of like swag in in grime. Uh, I mean, like the accent and stuff like that is very Londoner, and uh, I mean, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to J One. Basically, it's J A Y and the number one in it. Uh, tell me if if you like it. Uh, but Wacky, back to you, the question. Grime is cool, man. I, I got to say. So, okay. So, uh, my there is this theory, right? That after a certain age, you actually stop listening to new music and you just stick to what you, you know. And actually, that's what I've done like for the past few years. You know, I was very much like you. I was listening to music very often. And now, I, you know what I listen to? I listen to like silly podcasts about NFTs like all freaking day long to get my news. So, I really need to get back into it. But my girlfriend, she is deep into that sort of music and exactly what you're saying grime and like stormzy and all that good stuff but although it's not even grime but um so i get i get to hear this at the home a lot so i know exactly what you're talking about so 
yeah, I'm with you. There's some really good grime out there. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Helix Record, you are on stage. I want to welcome both your accounts, but we are going to throw it to Mind Mechanic. Hello, Mind Mechanic. You were here yesterday. You are here today. We are catering for your time zone. You are another Malaysia, Malaysia man. How are you doing, my buddy? My man. Hi there, guys. It's so nice to be here again. I think I'm going to be here every day as soon as I've got time. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, bro. Welcome, welcome to the fam. Thanks, man. Uh, but for today, I'm going to be here only for a short while. I'm actually on call today. So I'm here during my break. So I'm just going to say what's up to everyone. And I'm going to listen. Uh, when it came to grime yeah i i had a friend who introduced me to it initially i could not understand the accent and the slang to it but my goodness <laughs> yeah. it is really good um i'm not gonna lie um that was one song which was very famous um man not hot last time there was there was a rap yep 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 that was that was actually the first song that i listened to it i'm like damn what genre is this let me dive down a little bit more <laughs> for me it was because i'm 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 a real eminem and dr dre fan and suddenly when i heard a rap regarding two plus two is four quick maths i'm like that's a verse and i was like what is this man not hot but after a while like man the beat is quite good man and some of the songs are really good I'm getting still getting used to it <laughs> You, you know what I love, as you say, with the accent is like those guys, technically, they come from, you know, the poor parts of London or, or wherever. Right. And their accent sometimes is like so British. It's so inflated British. And as you say, you don't understand some of the words. I, I actually love it. There's some really good grime out there. Yeah, they're taking over, man. They're taking mm -hmm. over. Uh, G-Dub would love to hear from you. You are a man of wisdom. You are our voice of wisdom on this show. Tell us what music you listen to. <laughs> GM, GM. Uh, music is not really my thing. I don't even know what grime is. Um, <laughs> okay, puke. That's a mission for you, man. We got to put the best grime song. <laughs> yeah, you got to share. You got to yes, share yes. some music. I, actually, I'm I'm on it. I'm on it, bro. I already picked the next <laughs> song. That's it. It's cute. Uh, it's cute. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Gita, I'm I'm skipping you. Then we're gonna hear from from Maeve. Sorry, you know, no, uh, Maeve, and I want to hear from Helix Records. Guys from Helix, don't introduce yourselves. Just tell us your music taste, and then we'll introduce you guys afterwards. Maeve, over to you first. GMGM. GM. Uh, recently, I started to listen a bit more. Oof, I think it's called Funkatronic and uh, Techno. So I've been learning a bit about Techno. These, well, I, I, I actually, apparently, back in the days when I was in uni, I used to listen to a lot of techno. I had like a very unconscious feeling that I'm pretty sure this is techno, but then I always like mix it up with like trance and like hard style. But uh, yeah, these days it's like uh, some techno, some random stuff, some vinyl, a lot of jazz. So what is, is, is Funkatronic a little bit funk inspired? Because I had a time where I, I was listening to funk. I went to a, uh, what is it called? Uh, in, on Shoreditch, there's Brick Lane. There, you've got those like antique type of shops and old old uh, clothes. And they had those old CDs and they were of funk music. So I was playing these and it was really cool. Yeah. So is it funk inspired? Uh, actually, no. It's like, it's like Ooh. super zen weird stuff thing. I I only hear, I only listen to it on and off a little bit. But uh, yeah. But actually, wait, what you say is true though, Wacky. Like, uh, like it, it takes a lot of time to you know, like you it's like working out right you got to put in a lot of effort to keep up with what's happening in the world especially with like music because like same like you know how, how fast nft moves uh i think music 
and fashion moves really fast as well. Although it's like in a circle, but you know, it, it moves kind of fast. So like, I used I used to, you know, I miss the days of like indie music, like uh, that 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 phase of music kind of just disappeared, man. It, it didn't occur to me until more more yeah. recent months. It's like oh, like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen was like indie, and then it just like bye. It's crazy. It's like gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It was really good, actually. And it, you have made so many good... And I was like completely gone. Um, okay, Helix. We've got two accounts. So we're going to go with the Helix Rex handle first. How you doing? Yeah, hey, everyone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you Helix Rex NFT. You go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. So uh, to answer your question, Wacky, um, for sure it's house music. Nothing wipes me more than house music being here in Berlin. Having some That's nice house music, yeah. outdoor raves, what do you want more? But also relating to puke, um, like grime being being dope, right? I love this one this one line that says, how can how can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Not sure, if, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not sure if you know it, but yeah, grime is actually a dope thing. And now heading over to the official Helix Records account. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Welcome, uh, yeah, welcome. Tell me, us. Thank you. I guess for me at the moment, drum and bass is uh, it's, it's in a really good spot, especially here in the UK. Uh, oh, sort of, I, I kind of came. That was for me when I was sort of you know thirteen to thirteen to eighteen. Drum and bass was at its peak with uh, DJ Hype and Andy C and all that stuff, and it and it kind of went oh, downhill a little bit. But now we're sort of on this new kind of wave of melodic DMB with um, some really huge kind of artists coming out like Brucey and you know, Perry and Pink Pantheress. And I just think it's a really exciting time for the space. And it's great to see a genre that can kind of come back from at a point where it sort of felt like it might have been fading away to suddenly have this kind of rejuvenation and, and go to become such an exciting thing again. Mate, NDC, did you see that we're still waiting for his new album since 2020 or something like this? <laughs> oh, so man, like... Old. A time to sort of get everything going <laughs> you know no so the the thing about this is this like my girlfriend studies in uk right so actually drum and bass and grime was introduced by her so that's it like every time when she studied in bristol it's all about drum and bass and then london is all about grime so like man i'm hooked into these two genres right now so my mate introduced me to drum and bass and I had no idea what it was. And, and he's like, ah, okay, all right, well, have a look. And, and it, he went straight into NDC and I have to say, I really like it. There's also some amazing drum and bass. I'm going to have to take a video for you guys of us like in the car listening to drum and bass. He pimped the car. It's so loud. It's ridiculous. So yeah, crime and drum and bass. Love it. Love it. Holy moly puke. You are like an international man. Love that. Love that. <laughs> all right, right. Let me read out some of the... Uh comments as well because man like music really keeps people going and uh, i love to listen to like tons of genre like Maeve here intro me to this guy called pill j he only have five songs but through that whole five songs i listen it over and over again for the whole day like it is good all right so love from mate said you know i ease things up on web3 to the space front and i'm focused on music nft artists uh those days actually um, Darius say I recently fall in love with um, falling in reverse music and video. White Wolf say Bossa Noah for now, and uh, Sage say Ramin Dijawi. All right, cool guys. So next up, um, we are heading to the GM news. Wacky, do the intro. Okay. 
Oh, right. Okay, so just a little preempt here for you guys, Helix, that don't know. By the way, all of you listeners, you know what's coming, but this is my big break, I feel. You know, this is my, like, Eminem, eight-mile type of moment. They might sign me up as, a, as an upcoming rap artist. So wait, 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 wait. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? No. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's the G of the M with the track by update. Stricter than the Fed, looser than the SEC. He dazzles us with numbers so we can feast on lobsters. GW. GM, GM, thank you, Wacky. Just to note, Eminem doesn't need notes. Okay. <laughs> Screw you, you dumb man. You just ruined it all. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> all right, the daily transfer update today. Uh, today is the 2nd of March, 2023. It is Thursday. Global macro events still affect crypto prices. Here, here's a short summary on TradFi to help you make better crypto decisions. Okay, over to the U.S. Um, S&P 500 is down 0.5%. NASDAQ down 0.7%. Major tech stocks down 1.22%. Uh, some notes from the U.S. Um, Tesla share price down 1.4% because uh, our favorite Elon Musk Master Plan 3 was short on details. Uh, the analysts didn't like that. Uh, Salesforce is up 2.3% after announcing better-than-expected guidance for their results. Over to Europe, FTSE 100 is down 0.1%. The European Central Bank president said that rates will have to rise higher and stay higher for some time to combat inflation. Markets have already priced in a 0.5% increase this month and potentially another 0.5% increase next month. So just be aware of that. To Asia, Hong Kong is down 0.9%. Japan and China are flat. Singapore down 0.6%. And Korea is up 0.6%. That is a daily TradFi update. Over to MAPES. It's the M of the G with the G then. G oh ah is the M of the G with the D Gen update faithful to his love always on a quest but a quest for what you ask to find his Mona Lisa Babe knows hey hey thanks Wacky thanks G to my M now this is Mave knows NFTs Memeland previews the release of a yellow serum Solo NFTs announces the coming of CN Wafuku Kozomo partnership with Robit.com Launching Art Tank Tuesdays. Tyler Hobbs, Fidenza 724 sold for 365000 at Christie's. David Horvath, Bossy Bear turns into a Nickelodeon series. 290 OK Bears were dumped today. Road Ninja Art presents official logo for CMP Burning Wars. Game set to release July. Finally, Sozaya CMP will, free, will feature free non-copyrighted CMPs for anyone to use. Back to you, Puke. Alright, alright, guys. Thanks again for the GM news. And guys, if you like the updates, follow GDUP or even Mave Knows because every day they will be releasing a little bit more details in writing on their profile. So hey, if you have the time, if you don't have the time to do this deep dive, it's just a five-minute read. Um, I bet that you guys will get tons of value for it. And wacky, wacky, wacky. Um, Good, basically, uh, you know, good 
intro, uh, even though there's some mistakes and you know, you know Eminem doesn't make mix- mistakes, right? But it's okay. You Boy. are on the journey to become a rap rapper intro poor, in Web3. That's it. Poor, poor delivery today. Poor delivery. I was on my game. I was all stressed out. You know, I know like the, the audience was there. The, you know, the professionals were here. That's it. I, and then G-Dub zings me right here from the first one. I mean, that, that's it. That's it. All my dreams crushed. <laughs> all right guys you so you remember like the last few days we were talking about machi big brother in terms of he's scooping up all the apes right in, in blur and stuff like that and i remember like two days ago we said hey man his project defy apes it, it went up like um i think it was a 0.2 min or something like that and then the floor price went up to 0.6 but today um something i mean so the whole structure of it is really fascinating because when you go to the DeFi Apes profile, they only put the link, which is a blur link. And you guys know I'm not tech savvy, right? So I just click on the link and I saw the floor price. It's like, wow, the floor price is really high. But today, somebody actually, you know, search DeFi Apes on OS. And you guys know OS is like a little bit more user-friendly. And, it re- and I realized that he said, hey guys, check this out. It's 10K collection but only 5% of unique owners. So meaning that it's actually only 500 people, roughly, give or take, that is actually controlling the supply. And uh, when the more I look at it, uh, it seems like, hey, maybe this is a ladder play for them to farm blur tokens. What, what do you guys think? Maeve, have you dived down a little bit in this? I have not. Uh, today I was pretty occupied with, uh, obviously, CMB. But uh, the Kozomo thing, man, like uh, I, I was a bit occupied on the Kozomo thing. Um, give me like two minutes. I probably... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but, so, but man, 5% on a 10K collection. I never seen this kind of number before. Okay, At least so like the, 30 or 40, right? Standard. There are a couple of things here. Those guys, you know, Batchy, he's actually been losing money in, in since that second airdrop. Losing like a lot of money, right? And they're clearly dumping on poor people that know nothing. He's using... He's using his fame right now where everybody thinks, oh my God, Matchy Big Brother. He's like, obviously, you know, the big kahuna there making millions of dollars in airdrop, um, in blur airdrop. And then this, I mean, 5% unique holders is ridiculous, right? This is, a, it's not a, well, I don't know if it's, we're going to call this a scam. I don't know. Maybe. But okay, so the thing is this, like right now, the the whole, so I've been following uh, Shilin Vilin, right? Um, basically, you love <laughs> <laughs> I know when he <laughs> doesn't like him, but I like the space because man, it is like full of drama, right? So if you guys love crypto Twitter drama, just head over there and give it a listen. But it's not for everybody because it can be, for example, fifty percent of the volume and suddenly pumps up to hundred fifty percent when he's just shouting and scolding people. So do take note. But basically, what happens is Shilin and Buck. Right, they both were in the US and Machi went over to the US to, you know, kind of like meet them, went to Las Vegas, the whole drama. So this is the whole drama, right? Went to Las Vegas, give them a good time, fly them in private jet. And and since then until now, I think it's like three to four months, they are actually back in Taiwan with Machi. So if you guys look at Buck. Uh, profile. He every day he just shows, you know, he, he's in Taiwan looking at the the famous tower, and right now three of them is actually kind of like pumping this whole D- DeFi Apes project. Like they all three change the PFP into DeFi Apes, and I mean 
I don't know, man. It seems a little bit funny to have like 10K supply with just 5% of the unit holders. Like the lowest I see is like 30% and have a healthy volume. But right now, even if it's 5%, I see like people are buying up, you know, 2 ETH, 3 ETH and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. Is is this linked to a blur farming mechanism? Maybe. Um, but it's just unique to see how actually you know a lot of things in the surface when you see it it looks good but when you deep dive into it hey hold on this is five percent uh people that only owns it it's a little bit funny or a little bit fishy for me bro super fishy man and and this is where the whole um analytics part really comes into play and unfortunately there are so many people that don't have those analytical tools or the analytical skills and as you say blur doesn't have this information there, right? So it, it, it's ripe. Using Blur and launching a collection there, considering that they have so much of the volume now, is totally ripe for doing something like this and just dumping on poor, you know, sh- shit, man. There are only 10,000 traders left in the market right now. So if, you know, you screw 9,500 9, of them because 500 people are manipulating the space, then it really doesn't help us. So, you know, not keen on this, Machi, not keen on this. <laughs> All right. Maeve, you said that you were all hooked up into like the whole announcement with Snoop Dogg and I think it was Robit, right? Tell us a little bit more on it, bro. Yep, yep. So basically, they, they've established a partnership. So this uh, Art Tank Tuesday, well, this, this, uh, this Art Tank program has been going on for, well, it's been in the making for some time. Basically, uh, if everybody doesn't know, Kuzomo is uh, a very big advocate of uh, digital art. He uh, truly believes that uh, digital renaissance is... Uh, we, we are basically in this era. And uh, more recently, he, he, don- he sold and donated uh, some of his own personal collection to the LACMA. I'm not too sure. I think it's the LA County something... LACMA. LACMA, yeah. LACMA, yeah. LACMA. LACMA, yeah. Sorry, LACMA. Uh, yeah, so basically what happens is uh, every every Tuesday, uh, I presume that he'll, he'll do a show and basically he will buy $1,500 worth of art. So uh, if um, if anybody here is not familiar, usually what uh, art or like a digital art influencers would do or so-called like farm engagement is uh, they usually have like a post and then you basically, they, they say something like, you know, drop your artwork below, then uh, we either buy, but there's sort of engagement site but similar idea so everybody you know you submit your work and then uh, he, him him or his team will basically review the best and then uh, they'll buy it on the spot um i i, I do see that uh, a lot of uh, gambling gambling they call gambling gaming sorry a lot of gaming websites or gaming platforms uh, do sponsor quite a number of uh, initiatives well good or bad is very secondary at least like you know there's money in the space and people see the potential in it and uh, obviously like uh Robit is a, is a massive platform uh, and this partnership definitely does, will bring a lot of eyeballs to, to relevant artists that, uh, that make it to the final cut at least. Yeah, yeah because like I, I know um, under Rock Radio, there's also one with, um, I think it was Red Guy and uh, on, um, I think it was like Keyboard Monkey, right? So their shows also were sponsored by Robit. But it's interesting to see how Robit actually gather like this kind of traffic through art. And uh, right now, if you guys are an artist wanting to submit your work as well, basically, you just have to use, I think it was that hashtag, right? So hashtag ArcTank, uh, A-R-K-T-A-N-K, every Tuesday. 
So your artwork either it has maximum price of uh, 1.5k USD or below. So I think, I mean, if you are already producing art, this is kind of like a good opportunity because, hey man, I mean, for an artist, if you just say, hey, um, I mean, Komodo is basically Snoop Dogg, right? Uh, Snoop Dogg owns one of my pieces. I think this will be very good in, in terms of like your status, in terms of how you sell yourself as an artist because like the whole vibes, I think what what really put Komozi was like the, the DK art, right? He was one of the collectors mainly every time like purchase DK art, such a high price, which really put DK on the platform. So as long as your art is good, you can connect yourself with a buyer that has money. I think this is a massive opportunity for artists. And uh, I, I know that man, people, even yesterday on Space, like we know um, Darren says 6529 has also a fund in terms of like collecting 1-1 art. And right now, Komodo is doing the similar thing. So Wacky, what's your thoughts on this, man? I can, I, I can tell you only one thing about Kozomo. I was at what? What was it? Was it NFT NYC? Yeah, very first night. I was supposed to go to, a, I went to one of his party and he was supposed to be there and show up. There was no one there. He wasn't there. The party was shit. And this is all I know about Kozomo. So unfortunately, I'm not educated. I'm not qualified to provide any opinion on this because my, my experience with Kozomo <laughs> has been bad. <laughs> all right a, qu- a real quick one before we talk in we deep dive into music discussion is this so as you guys know uh yuga labs we've been talking about this they re- they want to release a collection called truffle right and uh, basically as you guys know web3 people are so fast into creating a artificial or a fake collection so right now there's actually leonidas leonidas right he posted this and said you know what this, there's another truffle art which is a fake collection so basically when they did the post uh you got it the post they show like some kind of like a teaser art right so they use that teaser art to kind of like copy that whole style and create another one i mean man web3 one thing about it is they people are very fast in terms of doing things like one 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 day uh, ago, you know, you gotta just announce it, and then the next day they can already release a collection. So, guys, just be careful, uh, because you know, if if in terms of like if it's hard to navigate, I believe like you know, Orinus is even harder to navigate. All right, okay. let's talk so a bit. I've, go I've, ahead. Wait, wait, wait! I've got an opinion on this. However, you know, yeah. this is good for us because you've been fomoing about those ordinals. So, the more crap, fake stuff goes on. Bitcoin and fills up all the space that exists on Bitcoin, the less valuable it will be. So this is good for us. You know, this is good for us that haven't bought into, <laughs> into ordinals early. <laughs> so so you're trying to say like the space that's remainder, all the fake collections just go up and then it's, it decreases the value. I thought it would increase, bro, because like good collections will be very little, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's another way of looking at it. But 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 on the flip side, if there's a lot of crap on Bitcoin, right? It, it's I, I can see this. There's so much so much rubbish that is being in, inscribed on Bitcoin. It's gonna be very difficult to filter what is valuable and what isn't. But but you're right. I think it will this is what we're saying that the it, it will once very famous artists go there. It might potentially take off, but there's no chance we would be able to buy that anyway. So th- this is where the early numbers might have some value. And this is where we're going to see G-Dub's egg because G-Dub, what inscription number do you have? Do you know? And have you started the process of recuperating your egg? 
Um, not yet. I've still been busy. Um, the inscription number is in bro, bro. The 5, guy, 000. the guy doesn't care about his ache. Like the guy doesn't care. Like he's like, ah, I, I collected for the art. No, it's um, <laughs> ah. the eggs are in the five thousand. Yeah, dude. So five thousand. That is I low. Think, that is good. You were on top. Yeah, I of think things. I think we're in two hundred forty thousand now. The inscriptions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bro, I'm gonna pass to you every day. Get your wallet. Get your egg back. You never know what can happen in crypto. You're you're a wise ba- old banker, man. Just 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 do it. You never know. <laughs> all right guys today's main topic it's about music nfts right and i'm excited to do this because man music has been a big a huge impact in my life and basically even OpenSea on like 28 february they did a full article you know educating people about what uh, music nfts is all about so if you guys aren't clear you know about music nft no worries just go to OpenSea's twitter profile scroll a little bit down uh basically they have a full note in terms of you know what what is music nft how it can benefit you and on a side note i mean royal io is doing a fantastic job because i check out the platform and basically they said hey you know what for since the beginning up to now we have paid back royalties from the artist to the fan uh, around 144k USD. So basically, is this their whole initiative is kind of like say, hey, there are tons of artists that is coming up in the space, and if you buy the NFT, basically, what happens is that you know every time the music streams, you earn royalties. So for example, you know Wacky, uh, you know he's training to be a rapper, right? So once you know he released, for example, a music NFT on Royal IO, uh, every time people listen to that the buyer itself can get uh, royalties out from it. I mean, this is pretty an interesting thing. It's it kind of like, you know, you investing early in terms of artists that you like and see them grow. And the more they grow, the better it becomes. Because you, you know, like the OG songs, like, you know, when an artist explodes, is usually like their first, you know, 10 songs, their first 20 songs, the ones that do the best, right? And then every time, you know, after five years, the, their new album feels like, ah, it's shit, it's shit. <laughs> so, guys, basically, you know, get, if, if you guys are into music NFT, some of you guys in the comment section say, hey, you are big in this. And today, we have also Helix Record with us um, to talk about music NFT. So, I'm pretty pumped. Wacky, how about you? Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, it's a new, it really opens, okay, I really like, I really like that we're starting to branch more and talk about more of those things. To, to a certain extent, I'm also gl- I'm I'm almost glad that we're a little bit in this bear where we don't have the crazy frenzy of the silly PFPs that literally kind of ruin a little bit of what NFTs are because this is we're now diving deep into what really the value of NFTs are from a technological perspective, which is the ability of providing, as we say, ownership, digital ownerships, and also the ability for artists themselves to choose who they want to provide opportunities and ownership to, right? Outside of the big record labels that are historically really taking 90% of the profits, if not even more. I mean, you know, it depends how they they strike the deal. So I I think it is fantastic that it is moving in that direction. I cannot wait to hear from Helix Records, both Helix accounts. Um, We've got got Slim Sim uh, behind the Helix Records that is a bit darker, NFTs. And we've got, uh, I, I think I did get your name, but I don't know if you want me to reveal it. So we've got the official Helix record on, on the other one. Um, Pew, are we, do, do we, should we get them to introduce themselves? Let's just get into it, yeah? 
Oh, puke, you muted. Trolling me. Okay, boys, Helix boys, off you go. Uh, Sim, uh, Slim, you want to you wanna get going? Introduce what Helix is, who you are, a little bit of your background, and also who's behind the project. Yeah, I would love to. So first of all, thank you very much for the for the very insightful, fun and and super cool first 37 minutes here. That's actually a great job you're doing here. It's awesome <laughs> to listen to it. I love it. So first of some credits here. Um, yes, we are uh, Helix Records and I'm basically hosting the Helix Records NFT Twitter space because, um, not Twitter space, but yeah, the Twitter itself, because Helix Records is... The new label from Patrick Moxie. Maybe just give some introduction about this guy. So Patrick Moxie is the founder of Payday Records, Ultra Records, and Ultra Publishing. And actually with Ultra Records, um, Patrick, I would say, wrote music history, especially when it comes to, to electronic, electronic dance music. Just to name some names that he signed in the past. So starting with Jay-Z, going to Calvin Harris... Um, Steve Aoki, Avicii, you Never can heard. basically name all of them. Never heard of him. Never heard of him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is Steve Aoki? Who, who the Yeah. Oh my God. Steve Aoki is like the most famous figure in NFTs. It's ridiculous how he managed to do this. I got to say, I got to give him props to do this. Any collection he touches goes to zero, but he's a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was all back in the day. So, um, he basically made Ultra Records the biggest electronic dance music label in the world. But he isn't the owner anymore because he decided he wants to do something new and actually founded Helix Records beginning of last year. But to be honest, there is Ben who is uh, behind the Helix Records um, Twitter handle. He is working for Patrick for, for, for quite a while and he knows all the insights so he can probably at all the very, very interesting facts about Patrick and his kickoff with Helix and also his ambitions here for this project. Because one thing I can already say, um, for Patrick Moxie, NFTs have, like, since one and a half years been something that he's really excited about. Because he did, back in the days, a big monster drop with um, a guy called DJ Nightmare and Greg Mike, who was the artist behind it, which went completely crazy. Obviously, in a bull market, I think it was August or yeah, I'm not sure, but August or June, June, July, August 2021 made 1.3 million. So I think we all remember those crazy times when you could basically uh, drop out a cool project and could become super, super rich. But this actually made him super excited about um, the possibilities of, of yeah, blockchain technology and everything that comes along, not only for him as a label, but especially for all his artists. And now with Helix, as he's going 100% independent, um, he really wants all his artists to have the possibility to also distribute their music through blockchain technology and that is what we are up for here so we are building the helix records ecosystem we will actually um dropping very very soon i can already announce it's going to be the 10th meaning friday in a week um there is no final times but um this is going to happen it's going to be a big bang there will be a huge announcement probably end of week um regarding supply price mint structure and everything and then we're going to mint the helix records genesis pass and everybody holding the pass is basically taking part in the helix records nft ecosystem and will be some kind of a part of this new 
new label in a way because we are listening to our already great community 3000 people on discord talking a lot about what they would love um, us to do and stuff and with the launch pad patrick actually wants all his artists to also get into get into web3 get into nfts and he will provide basically everything that the artist wants so the artist can somehow tailor his perfect nft drop to his fans and to all the music nft fans out there but yeah this was just a very very quick summary and obviously our genesis pass comes along with crazy utilities and one i think wacky you said at the very beginning your favorite uh, Shore is house, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been listening to house, man. Armin and Bjorn. I was listening to Armin, Chesto, and above and beyond for so long. Bro, 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 yeah. bro. Uh, they are not house. It's an insult to me trans, if you say Armin trans. is house, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, wait, fair do, enough. If you're gonna do, you, do you like actually this. know? Who, do you actually know who the who the father of house music is? Yes, uh, Jean-Michel Jarre. Wrong. It is, Marshall, it is Marshall Jefferson. <laughs> and Marshall Jefferson, he's, he's, he's not only um, uh, yeah, one, of the, one of the greatest house music DJs and a pioneer, um, but he's also a very good friend of Patrick, and he is one major part of our Genesis Pass. Because the first utility, and if you ask me, the most special one is that every Genesis Pass holder, after minting, can free claim... A song from Marshall Jefferson, but it's not only a song. It is wow. one of the greatest house music songs that ever existed so far. It is from 1986. It is like one of the most legendary songs and it's called Move Your Body. And I would say that 99% in here, even though they now say, hmm, I probably don't know the song. If they tune in, every one of you, at least for one time, swing, swing a leg to this awesome dope track so this is something uh, i think that makes it super super special all right puke if you can find it while uh you know I'll, I'll it. oh shit you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah boy music to set me free god you are on the ball man michael who's on the ball I am feeling it. All right, guys, that is just a little bit teaser. Wacky, I totally got what you are thinking about. And when he's he's talking about it, I'm like, shit, I have to play it. And, you know, I mute myself just to listen beginning. And I'm like, shit, this is good. So, you know what? I blast it away. It, it, you can really feel the 80s vibe. There's one thing that uh, Slim hasn't said is that Patrick Moxie sold his previous Ultra uh, records to none other than Sony, right? So the man has achieved quite a lot. If you guys haven't uh, know, don't know much about Patrick, have a look, check it out. Let, let's see if we can pin something at the top about it. But let's hear from Ben a little bit. Um, ben, how are you doing? Talk to us a little bit more about what you're doing. You are here in the UK. Tell me more, UK brother. I'm here in London. Let's catch up. Yo, yo, yeah. Wow, wicked. Good to, good to meet a fellow Londoner. Yeah, my name is uh, Ben Sorab. I am uh, an A&R here at Helix Records. I'm also the studio manager, so I look after our European recording studios, uh, which we have uh, three in London, one in Liverpool, one in Paris, uh, and two in Stockholm at the moment, and building them in Germany as we speak. Um, and yeah, my sort of day-to-day -day role is just kind of being on the ground here in the, in the label, working with um, our roster, setting up sessions, 
Um, I'm also a sound engineer, so I work actually in the studio, hands-on with the artists. Um, and now in this new venture, um, I've joined the NFT team uh, to sort of help build the community on the Discord. Um, and part of the thing I can kind of offer uh, the team is that I'm, I'm kind of in the studio with artists so I can get sort of little behind the scenes clips. I've been posting daily photos in the Discord. Um, when we do our little music streams and people post songs, sometimes I can be like, oh, that's funny you played this song because they're in the studio right now and send a little photo of them sort of saying hi and, and that kind of thing. So we're sort of, you know, trying to trying to make this um, this kind of community where there there's really like way less barriers between between what we're doing here at Ultra and, and at Helix Records, sorry, and what we're um, what's what the fans want to see. And, you know, streaming um, sort of. As as great as Spotify and all these services have been, and 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 they have bought money back into the industry at a time when it was losing it, it's it's almost created this kind of artificial distance between fans and artists, and uh, that's something that we're really excited about with the Web three because I, I really feel that that's that's where it's going to come into its strength is that ability to make that distance basically disappear. So it is interesting, that point that you're mentioning about um, Spotify, which is, as you rightly say, it did bring something at a time where maybe music wasn't. I mean, you know, you had CDs, but CD sales uh, kind of had a little bit gone down at some point. Right. And Spotify democratized a lot of the music. I think it also allowed so many more people to be introduced to so many more genres, to so many more artists. And, you know, we can't deny that Spotify was a revolution at the time because it was at the right place at the right time. But obviously, as the years go by, then business models change. They become big and fat and they want to, you know, they, they have more and more power as a result over the artist. And then as a result, then the artists start rebelling. And then now we see with technology, this is where NFTs can really make a difference. And and hopefully, and, and basically, this is what you guys are doing. This is what you guys are starting to create when we start seeing a lot of music labels, record companies that are now partnering directly with artists and creating a model like what you guys are creating, right? A hundred percent. I mean, at this stage, you, you, you're literally, you get, there's a, I think it's something, something close to maybe even more, a hundred thousand new songs being added to Spotify each week. So as a wow. new artist, you can imagine that, you know, without any sort of backing, I mean, even us as, as Helix Records, we've got Patrick Moxley with his incredible history. We are now an independent label. We aren't any longer tied to Sony. And it, it's, it's even at the start was difficult for us to, to break through that thing, even with all of the kind of, you know, history and experience we have, because there is just such a high volume of stuff going on there. And as a, as a new artist, it can be um, it can be quite um, depressing, and to put all your time and effort into a song and and to really get very little back. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's um, it's an exciting time for sure. Yep. So and, guys, uh, yeah, go ahead. sorry, just a quick one. Um, as you know, we every topic that we we discuss generally we tend to put, pin the posts uh, pin the tweets at the top. But I've just been two more uh, tweets there about Helix Record and Patrick Moxie. So have a look uh, up there in the post tweets, the, the last two. Yep. And also, guys, please help us to like, retweet the space because, hey, 
more people here, you know, we can gather more good projects for you guys and just release tons of alpha. All right. So my question is this, like, you know, we, we've been seeing um, the main benefit or the main thing that is different from Web3 to Web2 is that connectivity between the artists, like the, the founder and the community members, right? So for example, like, you know, when it's, when it's like in Web2, for example, people are listening to Spotify, the artist released a song and if, for example, through, you know, radio station to YouTube ads to Instagram ads, I get to know the artist and then if I like it, I just stream it on Spotify or maybe, you know, Spotify has a similar algorithm that is able to you know recommend me new um, artists and stuff like that so how do you see for example web3 coming into this um, the artists and the you know the users or the holders of that music nft can actually have that better communication compared to the the web2 space um well uh, yes good question i think that um one thing that is really interesting that patrick um has said and and um you can see in in all the kind of billboard articles and interviews he's given on this his plan for for this is 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 not to this isn't like us trying to basically say we're done with spotify we're done with you know record labels that's all old news now it's all web3 but more we see it as just an extra and another arm, you know, we're always we're still going to be a Web2 label. We're still going to release music and it's going to go on Spotify. And re- realistically, the majority of people are going to listen to music that way. But in a way, that sort of led us to be to think, well, OK, if, if the music is, you know, that's at the core of the of the of the connection and, and the core of the NFT. But what is it actually what would be the real drive for a, for a fan to want to buy that NFT? If they can just stream the song on Spotify, why would they want to buy the NFT? And that's where we've had all this really, really exciting discussions around the kind of utilities that Simon did briefly touch on earlier. Um, and I mean, you can you can sort of go through the Twitter and I'm sure he may, he may have even mentioned them earlier. But just things like from from at the very basic, basic level of doing, you know, limited edition vinyls or, you know, shows to concerts, VIP tickets to concerts. We also have some really exciting ideas like studio access with the artists like in our in our world we've got international studios in america as well um getting in a music video uh we've got ideas certain artists have suggested like uh, early releases of their songs so you can get to hear the album a week or two weeks before everybody else in the world gets to hear it um and what what web3 allows us to do is it allows us to have these kind of token gated um chat rooms i guess you call them on our discord channel where it's it's sort of like an exclusive space where if you are a massive fan of san holo or you're a massive marshall jefferson fan or whoever it is um they can they, they can have this little area which is almost just like your own little vip room where they're online and you can ask them questions and play you know you could pop a song in there and see maybe they might give you feedback or something it's just um it's just a way to to basically you know in in a in a constructive way gate off certain areas to sort of we it, it still needs to have this level of exclusivity and um you know it, it, if, if we gave it to everyone it wouldn't have any value so it's, it's got the value by being a kind of limited thing but also the kind of benefits that you could get as a fan are you know i think no i don't think that there's anywhere really that offers that kind of thing at the moment and just one thing I would add, because this is like what, what Ben just said is <laughs> is not even enough, because basically everything he just said, talking about those token-gated Discord servers, where you basically can talk to Ben, who is a sound engineer, who is with probably the biggest musicians and stuff together in the studios. If you right now on our Discord, 
submit one of your tracks because you in the future have the dream to also become a producer, maybe for Helix, who knows? And you just want professional feedback. Without this community and without Ben and all the Helix team right now in our Discord, it will be very, very tough to get professional feedback from, from a label that is run by probably one of the biggest legends in, in this space right now. And this is already happening. So Ben is getting music that is submitted through our Discord, through tickets. And he is writing proper professional feedback, giving them advice what they should change, how they can improve, and actually invited a person to the studio in London to yeah, work and polish on some of his tracks. So this is already happening. And I think this is a perfect answer to the question how we can increase the fan artist connection and interaction. And there was also one thing that I would like to mention here is that I think it was a week ago or, or maybe one and a half weeks ago that Ross Quinn, he's, he's a musician from the Ross stuff from Helix Records, um, super talented. He basically went on a Discord um, voice channel together with Ben in London and people could tune in and they were talking about all the stuff that is happening when you want to run a music business, what it takes, what is happening behind the scenes. And this will be in the future token gated. So it will be an exclusive area for people having the Genesis pass to deep dive into what a record is doing, but also what all the artists that belong to the label are doing. So I think this is something super, super special that we are creating here and it already yeah it already happens so right now it is for free for everyone um so for all of you i can i can really just encourage you to to check it out it is it is awesome and actually to make some little little um yeah announcement here is that today at 7 p.m cet correct me if i'm wrong ben um there is going to be a a big um workshop in our discord again and maybe Ben, you can like deep dive a little what you're what you're going to do there because I think it is it is super interesting as well. Sure. So it's um I mean I think uh, you know when people think about music you sort of think about the the Marshall Jeffersons the Sinkholes the the Avicis etc. That you think of like a big artist DJ who does really well. But the reality is is as a company we we there's many many aspects to it you have the artists you have songwriters who just write songs for other people you have producers and they're just like making beats and fine-tuning songs that have been written people like me are sound engineers whose job is just to record things really well and then on the internal side you've got the whole a and r team which is a it's a bit of a dark art really a and r because essentially they're just trying to keep their finger on on the pulse of music and 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 look for the best new music and then when they find it nurture that music and put them in the right rooms and the right sessions and the right places at the right time um, and it can be what, a, it what does be a really what does anr stand for uh, artist and repertoire okay so it's basically like looking at the uh, looking at the artist and their and their back catalog and then and then trying to help them to develop in a way that essentially will make them the most successful and help them reach the widest audience um, a lot of the job is just listening to music going to gigs it's, it's kind of quite a cool job in that sense um, and uh, it's, it's very rewarding because it's really nice to as Simon says when someone does post a song in the in the discord I'm always I'm always going to be totally honest with people I'm never going to um, you know mess around and just give you positive feedback just because I want to make you feel good it's always going to be constructive and honest 
But when there is, when we do hear something good, like Simon says, I'm not going to hesitate in bringing people in and getting people, meeting people and getting them in the studio because that's that's what we do. And we're always looking for new good music and, and you you can never tell who it's going to be. Um, I'll, I will say that the kid who we've we've brought in from the Discord is only 19 years old. So it's it's you know young people are are, are the are the life of uh, creative industries and uh yeah, I mean, as, as an a and r i'm only getting older so <laughs> uh, <laughs> the future i mean look i we see it here with nfts we were talking about it the other day it really shocked me i went to nft paris and it really shocked me to see how young the the up and coming uh <laughs> i was about to say masters of the universe but masters of the nft space really are you know it's it's unbelievable and again props to them for being so young and taking everything in their stride i mean you're saying you get a bit older i think the three of us are slightly from the same generation from the 80s but uh we also didn't have access to the same tools and to the same you know opportunities with that technology is is providing now and um and the kids today are really taking the opportunity uh or taking advantage of it and i think it's amazing there's just one quick thing puke i know you have some more questions but there's one quick thing i want to put in perspective because what we're talking about right now can potentially feel a bit abstract until you really get involved you know it's all that world of music uh actors for example entertainment right this whole big entertainment world we if you're not in it so i was looking i was looking at at you guys um when i met you uh slim in london right you go around you were talking about artists and you can see that's just normal for you right but for someone that's not part of this world you're thinking shit you know you're talking with this person you're talking with this person you have access to this and it can feel very far and very alien but NFTs are really about to bridge that gap. They're really about to sort of break that barrier that used to exist between fans and artists where it used to be only a very few select people, very privileged that were friends with the producers or friends with the backstage people or friends with the artists themselves that could then get access to them, right? Um, NFTs are really going to allow holders to, as you guys just very eloquently said, get access to discuss things with them bounce ideas potentially get some you know coaching in some in, in some way and it's really the beginning and i think people that are seeing this and are jumping in early are really going to get the most benefit of it a hundred percent i just also wanted to just add to that because that's really really uh, key what you just said i think that you know if you go back uh, 20 years maybe you don't even need to go that far back you know the music industry wasn't always the most um inclusive uh, you know spot to be in you know it's, it's predominantly white men who were kind of running the major labels and dominating everything and and quite frankly they they really didn't care what the the people thought as long as they were still buying it um and i feel like the music industry is entering a much much more collaborative space where people actually understand that you know that that kind of those kind of people they don't necessarily know what the best music is and actually you know you see you see now in, in even in the web 2 space music developing in a really progressive way and i think like you just said like web 3 is just going to literally it's going to be like a, a, a nitrous boost on that and it's just going to suddenly rocket that into the stratosphere yeah yep. and i think it then creates a huge space for uh open, um projects like what you guys are doing but we'll talk a bit more about it sorry if you go ahead <laughs> no worries i love the conversation just to you know, listen to the opinion because like i said i i believe like you know it, this web3 nft mu music nft is going to revolutionize the whole industry in terms of how because like for example right i i've seen a lot of artists when they release their 
own NFT collection is more towards that connectivity or the exclusivity that you know the holders have for the artists. For example, you know they release a vinyl, vinyl they release uh, for example signed merchandises and stuff like that. So there are tons of value that an artist can give to these people. Like when you, for example, you release a a song in Web two, right? You don't really know who your fan are because, like for example, you know they basically just go and listen to Spotify, and you don't even know who are these people. But when you release, for example, like I, I would say one uh, example is basically Armin or Access, right? Like I love the whole concept about it because, like every time, every Friday when I listen to his ASOT new episode, he always talk about you know, all right, so this is what I'm gonna do, and if you guys have this NFT access, you know, um, for my event we have a backstage uh, exclusive for you guys. Every episode he talks about, for example, is free uh, access free merchandisers and stuff like that. So that is kind of a way, hey, I know that my music, tons of people love it, but right now I have I want to gather that core people that I, I have that interaction with because we both know that having that is so much important because, hey, if you are able, for example, I love Armin and I'm able to meet him, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to tell my friends about it. I say, hey, Wacky, you like Armin, right? Buy it and we <laughs> both go together and party with him. And we definitely going you know, to create tons of content for, for it for free. And it's like a marketing towards them. So when artists realize that, hey, this is something that I want to do because, you know, more quality content, more in initiative in terms of you knowing what the fans really like, it really steers their direction into, all right, so this is actually the music type that, you know, my fans like. I'm going to produce this a little bit more because this is what people appreciate it. All right, so the question is this, like, you know, we see music NFT right now, it's still very in that immature stage whereby, you know, not a lot of people has purchased a music NFT, right? Even myself, I don't, I only have the access uh, of Armin. So the, the question is this, like, what do you see is the barrier for new artists to adopt this mentality of, hey, uh, you know, it's time for me to hop into, for example, be a partnership with Helix Record to release music NFT because I see this is the real vision of how I can really engage with my community. Do you see any barriers? Because so far, I know you guys send a tons of artists. Um, how easy is this to convince these artists? Or is, is it like the artist itself say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to you know, understand music NFT. This is the next direction. I think it's um it's really interesting actually that um because uh it sort of depends from artist to artist really like uh, p people we've sort of onboarded right now we have some people like Sin Cole who have been doing their own NFTs for ages so obviously he was he onboarded himself as it were and then people like Marshall who we've gone to and been like hey we're thinking about doing this thing and he's just immediately been like this sounds incredible I want to get involved but then you're right we do there are definitely people on the roster who who I've had some some sort of not push back, but they sort of, I think for, for a lot of people who weren't necessarily, I mean, I've been, I've been following NFTs for quite a while now. Um, but I think maybe that kind of phase of the, the profile picture phase, it, 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 it gave it maybe a, not such a great image in, in a lot of people's minds. But I really think that the it's not a barrier, I wouldn't call it. It's more just the barrier is, is the understanding from their side of things. Once someone kind of has an idea in their head, if they've thought of 
decided for themselves, oh, I don't, I don't like NFTs or whatever. You know, they just need to sort of listen to to the way we're sort of doing it, which I think is a, a lot more um, ethical and legitimate, and you know, um, it actually provides some actual value. Um, no offense to any 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 of the any any uh, like you know P, PFP like lovers and all that stuff, but I, I, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's part of the whole thing, you know, you've, you've got to educate people. And that's part of why Patrick wants to do it. I think we've got an incredible roster of people. And really, this is just about if they do want to do this, we think it's a great idea. We can explain to them why it's a great idea for them through the things we've all been talk talking about already. Um, but at the end of the day, it's their decision. If they don't want to, we're not going to force them to do it. We can explain to them why it's a great idea. But, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it is up to them. Um, but I will say that so far I've, I've been going, we've been going through the roster and I haven't had anyone who doesn't want to do it so far. Um, not that, not that that means no one ever will say no, but so far the, the response has been really good. And I think that is because of the way that we're approaching it, which is not, Hey, do you want to sell your album artwork and, and make the NFT download and make loads of money? It's like, Hey, well, I think a really, really good word you used puke just then was core, core fans. Because I think when people think about making it in music, they think, oh, I want to sell out Ultra Music Festival. I want to have a thousand people treat, screaming my name. But it's actually a lot more, it makes a lot more business sense to focus on your 50 core fans who are going to care so much about everything you do. They're going to come to all their shows. Because if you have 50 people who just love you like that in that core, they're going to bring another 50 people. And the crowd just follows those, those people. So you don't need to worry about the crowd. It's just about building really, really solid relationships with a few small core audience members. And I think that is what is the um, the real magic of, of Web3 and where it's why it's going to be such a key aspect for artists in the creative industry. So, so this is a very good point. I think there are some statistics sometimes where, where you say maybe... 50% of your revenues come from just 0.5% of your, you know, your customers or something like this. It's, it, that's where it really becomes interesting, as you say, to decide which demographic uh, of your customers you focus on and how you want to reward them. And, and effectively, NFTs allowed for this customization of rewarding the really, as we said, core fans. Now, question for you. Um, obviously, you were talking about Spotify, how you've got so many new songs now that are coming in it kind of really makes it almost daunting to find new information and to find new talent because there's so much of it. And on top of this, what is being pushed to you is very commercial. And what is, again, it's all about advertising and marketing and whoever has paid the most money is probably what is being pushed to you um, the most, which isn't necessarily the best music. So I got to say that I'm particularly excited about more projects like, like yourselves coming up and having their own sort of dedicated set of artists that they're working with, because in some way, this is, it will be you guys doing the curating for a specific, a genre of music, but also dedicated type of artist, which again, kind of almost makes my life a lot easier, where if I say, okay, I like a few of the artists that you guys have signed up. So by definition, I will anticipate that you will continue signing up those type of artists or relatively similar genre. And as a result, you guys are sort of doing the work of curating uh, custom music for me in a way. Now, one of the big challenges, obviously, is uh, audience, right? How do you go about getting enough audience? Well, especially for the artists, because now the artists also need to be making money from this. So what is sort of your view? Because 
again, you guys know this world inside out. You are in this world, but we are not. So how do you project uh, doing the marketing and finding people and how many people are you looking to get? Like, how are you, and uh, you know, attacking this aspect? Um, I guess, well, as do you mean that in the sense of us as a, as a record label or just purely in our, in our web three sense? Yeah. So I guess in terms of, uh, well, both effectively, right? Because, okay. So I guess you will have two types of revenue streams. You will have the regular sort of record label, all deals and sort of signing up people uh, or signing up someone of your talents, talents to, to web two, well, web two, let's say to the old world of music venues, as well as the web three world, right? Or, or how are you looking at things from a, from an yeah. audience perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think like obviously anybody who releases um, NFTs with us will be signed to us in, in, in our Web2 record label on either on Helix Records, which is dance music, pop music, Payday, which is hip hop, R&B, urban or uh, our new label guest list, which is actually like indie guitar driven music. Um, and so obviously when we we, we, we have A&Rs all around the world, we've got a really massive team in, in New York, L.A., Atlanta, on the American side, Canada. Australia, um, we've got uh, someone in uh, Malaysia, we've got um, Germany, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And they're all our ears on the ground in those locations. And, and that's what they're doing. They're constantly looking around to see, you know, what's new, what's cool, who, who's popping off. And, you know, they're, we're only human, you know, we, we, we can't, we can't hear all the every new song that comes out. But you know, like with any job, you sort of start to learn like where the good venues to go to find new stuff or maybe a good playlist that isn't necessarily like one of the big Spotify playlists or it might just be a little SoundCloud playlist that someone does, but it always has a few gems in it. And the decisions on signing people, is, it's a team-wide uh, decision. We have a, a big company call every Tuesday uh, where all of the A&Rs from every part of the world all go on. It's a two-hour call and we go through new music, we discuss new music, we play music and, you know, no one gets signed without, a, you know, a majority of people on the team, you know, agreeing and saying we all like the music. And it, that that part of it, which is something that, that Patrick has championed, this idea of all of the A&Rs in the company coming together, he was one of the first people to do that back at Sony and, and basically revolutionised the way that their A&R teams worked. And um, that's a huge part of his his thing. And what it does is it, it, it creates a sort of friendly, very friendly competition where, you know, I want to go on the call and I want to play the coolest new song because I want everyone to know that I've, I'm, I'm finding the best music and everybody else is doing the same thing. So in a way, we, we're kind of um, we're kind of uh, curating ourselves uh, even before we're, we're moving things on to sign with them. Um, but there's multiple ways you can get involved. We don't just sign artists, you know, we also sign songwriters and producers. So you don't necessarily have to be the person who's going to be, you know, we've got multiple people who are incredible. For Leo Stannard, for example, is, is a prolific songwriter. And each week, Paul Harris, for example, another great example. If you went through New Music Friday on the UK and you go song credits, you're going to be surprised how often this guy's name is popping up on every single song. Yet no one's ever heard of him. And, uh, you know, there's, there's something incredible about that kind of getting involved in a different aspect. I hope that answered the question. I, I, I'm not sure I answered that very well, but... I think I probably also didn't phrase it very well. <laughs> what, I, what I was thinking is that in order, so I guess is how will people find Helix Records, right? Because before um, everything is now being centralized through Spotify, but what we are now going to see is a divergence of 
smaller music labels and records, which will then be able to operate all on their own. So what are your plans to sort of, you know, make Helix Record the big thing that everybody will know, if, if you see what I'm trying to say, because it, we're such a niche in terms of NFTs right now, right? Plus on top of this, you have the problem of adoption, right? Where not everybody has a wallet. And actually, I'll, I'll sort of give a, a bit of a leading question because from speaking with, with, uh, with Slim, I know that you guys are working on your, developing your own platform as well, right? Um, which will make it easier for people to access. So maybe you can talk to uh, a little bit about that. Sure, I'll, I'll let Slim talk about the wallet. Yeah. Just quickly, in terms of how we're going to let people, how we're going to grow Helix, I think that the answer is really simple. We're just going to try and put out the best music in the world. And if you look at Patrick Moxie and his history of artists he's signed and championed, I think, you know, he's done that before with, with not just one record label, but two record labels. Um, and uh, his, his plan is to make Helix Records bigger than Ultra Records was by the end of 2024, which at this wow. stage looks like we're going to be able to do that. Um, so I think that the, the best way to grow it is to just continue to, to try and find the best music we can and, and to service that in the best way. But let, I'll, I'll let Simon jump on and answer that question about the platform. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, so the main idea is we want to make the entry into Web3 for the Helix roster and for the artists in the Helix roster that actually want to enter Web3 so smooth that they basically can stay fully focused on what they love to do and what they're best at, producing music, being fully creative and doing what we, the fans, love so much about them. So we basically are their, let's call it, technical backbone to support them entering the Web3 space and the NFT space. And this is also something that is for us like a very, very important thing, because as you just said, what we are doing here, why you are doing the spaces and stuff like this, is I think always because we hope to here and then get there a person, maybe here a person from Web 2 onboarded into Web 3 because we are still in a phase where we, where every one of us actually has to talk to the people that have no idea about the space so far, that this is something amazing and that the opportunities that NFT technology brings with are so, so big that basically our task is to tell those artists, hey, look, you actually have the possibility to interact and talk to your fans in a totally new way that you were never possible to do um, in an old Web2 world. Let's call it like this. And this is our job. So we basically are giving them the easiest entry and the smoothest entry into Web3. And the cool thing here is that our platform, we call it Launchpad, will be designed in a way because we have a team of super dedicated and very well experienced tech people our blockchain developer does this for eight years now it's probably the <laughs> the longest time you can actually wow. do this shit yeah he's he, yeah he is for sure an og so he can basically do all the magic on any contract and all the craziest and um, things that we want to have in there meaning that the, let's call it like the the positively craziest ideas that pop into the artist's minds can be fulfilled through our team, meaning that we don't want to force them, for example, as SoundXYZ is doing it. By the way, SoundXYZ is awesome. They do an incredible job. But on SoundXYZ, it is limited to drop music right now. But maybe there is an artist, just to name one, his name is Sin Cole. He's huge, playing at Ultra Miami in a couple of weeks. 
Um, he, for example, is also a graphic illustrator. So in this case, it would be possible to somehow yeah, curate a drop around his graphics, maybe combined with a special song. And maybe the next artist wants to do a stamp contest, giving out stamps as NFTs to people that love to produce music to figure out um, who does the coolest remix here um, with the stamps he's providing to then make a feature song whatsoever. So basically, there is no limits for our artists. We talk about ticketing. So we do have the possibility to enable artist shows to be token gated in real life stuff like this so basically our idea here from from the record label perspective is to give our artists all the possibilities to to enter web3 in a way that they feel super comfortable with and yeah this is this is what we're up to and there is going to come a lot of beautiful use cases and i want to mention one thing here which is very important because the helix records genesis pass is not only for people that do music and are into music or are into writing music and stuff, but it is also, and and I would actually say mainly for people that love music. And with that, I mean that love consuming music, that love being on a festival hand in hand with the besties, dancing to some, to some nice sounds and stuff like this. Because what we are offering to all those people is experiences that are also in real life, meaning that you get free tickets to to the helix records artist shows you can you bring go, your you best you, you can uh, bring uh, your okay. best i'm gonna i want to cut you off because i was i was leading to my next question excite us here you know get <laughs> us going get us excited basically what we all want to know is like when can i go to a free concert in a city near me basically i think that that's yeah, what yeah. everybody's looking for i I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna ask slim like when is helix record gonna do a concert in malaysia that's it I'm going to pin you I down, think that is, <laughs> That's probably a question Ben can answer. But we are here in, 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 uh, like in, in perfect talks. And right now, I think Ben can, can maybe add something here. It is the fact that a lot of artists are planning their tour. And there is already some tour dates announced. So one that I can officially announce here, and it will also be publicly announced, is that Snake Hips, one of, one of the very big artists in the roster, they are going on tour uh, starting 31st of March. This one, this tour for now is only US and I think Canada. And I'm not sure. I think it is 12, 13 shows. I have to check, but it is a lot of shows. And we are giving out free tickets to our community and we will do it in the Discord. And the cool thing here is, which I think coming back to, to the fact that we want to onboard Web2 people, that if you're part of the community and you get a ticket, you can actually bring one of your Web2 friends and tell him, hey, I only got this because I am part of an NFT community. And then I tell you one thing, he will for sure think at least two times if he shouldn't also join the Web3 community and check out what cool opportunities this space brings. And to come back to your question, um, Puke, Malaysia, Ben, do you know any dates for Malaysia? I know that, that there is a lot planned. And I, and I know from, from also speaking to Patrick, he is more than proud that we do have in our Discord a really proper Mandarin-speaking community already that are firing messages all the time. So, yeah, is there, is there already anything you, you can announce here or some rumors? 
I, I wish I wish I had I had something tasty to give you uh, for Malaysia, but I don't at the moment <laughs> have that information. I'm at my my role is 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 primarily with the with the artist based in the UK, um, and like I said, it's a it's an international um, team. We do have people out there. We do have artists based in Asia and, and Australia and stuff. So, a hundred percent, that's going to be a thing. I I just I, I wouldn't want to um, you know I wouldn't want to say anything that's not confirmed right now. Anything yep, you yep. can say about me in the UK excite me. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, um, who have we got over here? We've got Arco at the moment, who are doing really well. They're going to be doing a new, uh, UK tour. No, no, uh, who I know. I've seen a lot of people in the Discord are uh, a big No, no fans. Uh, we've literally just been sort of slowly onboarding her to the to the Discord and stuff. So hopefully she'll be joining us soon. She's really awesome and great live. Um, and then we've also, um, you know, it doesn't, it's not just EDM. We've, we've just started this guest list records, which is our kind of indie, um, label. And we've got Dan Fable signed to that. Dan Fable wrote, um, not, not an indie track actually, but he wrote that messy in heaven song, which was, I think, number three in the UK up till, um, even at the start of this year. Um, but, but his own project is sort of quite, um, singer songwritery, indie guitar, um, beautiful voice um, and we've also got a good health good wealth so we're gonna we're really excited to just put loads of gigs on and, and I definitely think that every time one of our artists who is onboarded you know is playing a gig will will definitely be up for, for for doing some tickets I mean that's really what it's about and that's actually been one of the really fun things is sort of getting to know these these people on on discord and through spaces on here and it's like you saying earlier like oh I'm in London let's go grab a beer and then you actually go and meet up with someone and and it's not, it's so nice to have that that kind of internet meeting develop into an actual friendship or, or a relationship where we've met each other in real life and it, it all becomes kind of real at that point and you're like, oh wow, this is this is a real thing and these are real people and you know it just it, it feels really cool and, and exciting in that sense. Yep. And uh, you know, just just talking and listening to what you guys are talking, uh, basically, it's interesting because like it's different from, for example, you talk about um, sound X Y Z. I talk about Roy I O, right? But Helix Record is in a position whereby you know, as long as you guys keep getting new and better artists each time, you know, increasing the roster, I can see like the kind of like the first people who supported the projects gonna get tons of benefit, right? Because as long as you know, good artists come in. Um, it will reflect to, hey, this is the core communities that has been since the start of like the whole music NFT revolution. And because of that, you know, in, in terms of getting the tickets, in terms of getting merchandises uh, and stuff like that, it always gives more value. Like we see a huge turnout in NFT Paris, right, Reki? Like from 500 people, I said to 18, 18K people, it shows that, hey, in real life event is something really big in the NFT space. And like I heard, the, uh, I think it was one of the talk uh, whereby Frank Degard say, the old, like everything else is bullshit except community, right? In, in the NFT space. And yeah. well, having community, the next best thing is to meet up in real life event with the community, right? Like that will be so much fun because, hey, I met Wacky in a community event. Wacky came over, have fun, know the Malaysian, uh, you know, NFT scene as well through in real life events. So it's always gonna be, yeah, we can do Twitter Spaces every day. But when you have the in real life meetup and finally, after you know talking for such a long time, you finally meet someone, that connection you get basically represents that small niche type community group that is kind of like growing. And I think you know it's really interesting to have you guys here talking about music NFT because man, this is so 
I, I wouldn't say it's foreign to me, but I, I haven't even, you know, dipped my toes into, you know, exploring the platform, buying a music NFT. So definitely tons of potential when we talk about, you know, utilizing the blockchain, using technology and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for music NFT, man. Wacky, how about you? I'm, I'm excited. And are we, are we doing a little giveaway? Do we have a little giveaway to do for the people that are still here with us listening? Yeah. <laughs> glad you reminded me but no no i actually just wanted to announce it maybe also to have the time uh, to have a, a look at the time and just one thing to add to what puke just said because i think this is something very important um if we just look what patrick did in the past i think everybody can imagine what a good let's say scout he is when it comes to signing artists early that become world stars later if we look at Kaigo, Avicii, Deadmau5, David Guetta, Jay-Z, Jaru the Damager. So this is all names, basically, Patrick somehow did his magic to, to, yeah, to kick their careers off. And right now we are at a stage where all of us being here by owning the Genesis Pass can be part of this journey at a stage where we are still kicking off stuff. And as Ben said, by 2024, we... And the whole Helix team wants to reach a size of a company that's bigger than Ultra. So this is something very, very good. And when it comes to benefits for people that now at a very early stage become basically alphas and OGs with the min pass, we will include them also in decision-making processes, for example, with yeah, just asking for, I don't know, there, there can be anything a lineup or what is the first song an artist should play whatsoever. So the creativity, the creativity basically is endless what we can do here all together. So this is something I think that, that we always have to keep in mind um, who is behind all this. This is very, very important. And now coming back to you, Wacky, I would say, because this was such a beautiful, a beautiful space. And I actually loved all the questions and, and the preparations from you guys that, Everybody who is here right now in the space, just make a screenshot where we can see your PFP, join our Discord, open a ticket and say, hey, I was with, with the Asian Web3 motherfuckers and we will directly allow this you, um, even though it is, it is just a few allow list spots left. Um, but this was beautiful. And... Other than that, I would also love to have some of you guys joining one of our music quizzes, which are always very, very much fun. Here and there, we are also giving away a free NFTs, a free NFT, meaning if you're better than, than the Helix Music OGs in guessing what song and interpret it is, you can actually snack a free NFT and, and have the best fun here. So yeah, this is, this is for you. This is serious. The competition is tough, though. I'll say that. We've got some seriously fast fingers on, on that chat. Man, people in music, they're crazy. They're so good. Some people are so good. <laughs> they, they're probably on Shazam, bro. <laughs> no, man, they are way faster than Shazam, I tell you. Shazam has no chance. Yeah, it's way faster than Shazam, 100%. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much for this. So you heard it, uh, you heard it here. If you guys are looking for an allow list, Helix Records, get involved. As they said, yes, it is starting in the US. Obviously, everything is starting over there. There's so many people, but they are expanding. They are based here in the UK. They're going to Asia. We're going to be working with them to get more artists in Asia. So whenever they come near your city, we will be able to hang out. So 
give a do the screenshots as we said, and then uh, go into the Helix Record uh, Discord. Just follow their their Twitter account. It's all there on their page. And and maybe just one last thing because today, as I said, at seven GMT, Ben is holding this A and R workshop, and we are still accepting submissions. So if you have a song and you're a producer. Feel free to submit it, right, Ben? You will listen in and we'll give yeah, a proper... it's going to be me and, um, and Harold Sorero, who's a really, really great A&R on the UK team. Uh, we're going to be providing constructive criticism. Don't be afraid to submit your track. We're not going to... We're going to be really, like... Po like I'm going to be honest, but also... Reckon you say know, it. Uh, on the Discord, submit the ticket. <laughs> Reckon you say your track. Send my rap. Track. Yeah, send your rap. That's it. Uh, all right, that's it. It's on, it's on. <laughs> All right, guys. Once again, thanks for being a part of the Asia Web3 Motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia. With you guys, I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. And thank you so much, um, Helix Records, for being here. I mean, this is the first uh, space that we actually deep dive into music NFT. Guys, if you love the space, love the value that we are giving, just give a thumbs up. So I know that, hey, I mean, this is your first time listening to Music NFT. Maybe you are huge music people. You have a soundtrack that you want to submit. Go ahead and do it because you never know when opportunity just, you know, seek you. All right. So, Wacky, are you guys ready for some grime? Like, I'm excited right now because it's oh. grime time. Bro, I I've been ready since like minute five when you started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wacky, do the outro and I'll play this Basically, this artist is on my rotation right now. Uh, I'll play Wacky Do the outro. This is Asia Web3, motherfuckers. Thank you, Helix Record, for joining us. This is now us, Puke and Wacky, signing I'm out. Taking your misses. <laughs>